put that on the box. That should be the <laughs> box quote. You know, you get those emails from the publisher and they're like, do you mind if we use this quote? In inverted commas, absolutely fucked. Full stop. Cooked. Oh, God. Uh, Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by James Wood. Howdy. And the big dog himself, Ralph Panabianco. I'll have you know that I have been exercising a lot, so I don't really appreciate that kind of characterization. I'm working are we on gonna, it. Thank you very much. Are we ever going to have that basketball game? <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask how tall you are? <laughs> Five, six on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, as long as you can run up and down the court more than once, then I think you'll have me beaten. That's fine. So, but if we're like, if we get to the, 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 what do you call it? The, the key, the, the play at the hoop, then I think, mm. you know, I think I'm going to have the height advantage there. So just, mm. just watch I'll out. have to do like the, just go through the legs and. <laughs> That's right. One of those ones. Yeah. You wouldn't even have to duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to have you on. Uh, good to have you back. It's been a, been a mm. while. I think uh, Bayonetta was the last time. James, yeah. good to see you as well. Always a pleasure. Uh, pleasure to see you in real life too. Uh, Ralph, have you heard of uh, a band called Don Brocco by any chance? I can't say that I have, but then again, I don't listen to popular music. So it's usually just like old dirty sure Euro trance from back popular. in the day. Yeah. What, what, what is this? What is this band? It's like a alternate rock, metal, punk Definitely not my, Pop, definitely not my jam. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Thing is, normally not my scene at all, but uh, I recently had a little trip up to Melbourne to did, spend some did. time in that very room with Zach, and Ooh, I went and saw Don Brocco, and it was it's a fucking revelation. Oh, what, the, <laughs> I what, had the, a good time. Uh, the room or the band? The band. Okay, the, band. the room was it was alright. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a very very good gig. Um, yeah, very good mm. gig. Is it just one very of these? Was cathartic. it like a small kind of? Is it like a small band that has like you know? the venue was like holding like three or 400 people or is it like, are they like a big deal or what? I'd say they're probably in the more to the smaller deal, but they're okay. not, I wouldn't say they're like, like they're, they're bigger than a smaller deal. Sure. And they're going to uh, have like something in the top 15 to 20 of the triple J hottest 100 kind of thing. They're in that league. Yeah. 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 Maybe. <laughs> maybe. 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 Triple J. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Triple J. Right. 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 <laughs> Um, but you should uh, check them out. I think you, I reckon you'd like them. I think they've got mm. uh, got that flavor that you would. What what, what are they called again? Don Brocco. Don Brocco. Or Don okay. Broco, I think is their actual. All right. I'm, oh, I'm, is it? I'm, I'm Spotifying yeah. it right now, man. Yeah. Let's do it. Been do wrong it, do for it. so long now. All right, we've got a huge episode today. Uh, one big big game to talk about, um, and we also got to talk about the Legend of Zelda as well. Um, <laughs> so. James, what have you have you been playing anything uh, over the past few days? Not for content. Redfall kind of red fell me out. You know, I was I was pretty much done after that. Um, but I did actually start and finish uh, the Artful Escape over the weekend. I nice. had a really fucking good time with it. 
Yeah, I was waiting for your reaction nice. there. There you go. Oh, you didn't even <laughs> tell me your dog. I like it. No, look, I wanted nice. to I wanted to surprise you on the pod, you know, do something nice for oh. you. Um, no, it was good. Really, really liked it. Uh, great music, great, uh, easy platforming. Like the way that thing doesn't punish you, just lets you just continue vibing um, is really great. Well, the ending was, it was all right. But like the journey there, loved that the most. Yeah. Um, and the just, color. Yeah, really enjoyed that arc. Oh, stunning. Really, really gorgeous mm. thing to look at. Loved customizing my little dude like halfway yeah. through. I thought that was great. Uh, yeah, just a, a great indie for the weekend. Do you remember what you called yourself? Uh, the Elegant Gym. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Very nice. yeah, yeah, there's a touch of elegance to you. I can see it. Oh, have, you, um, have you played it, Ralph? No, but I have seen a lot of it and I've heard a lot of it. Um, everyone that I've spoken to says it's just amazing and uh, I understand it's very short. I understand you can knock it over in about four mm. or three or four hours kind of thing. Yeah, and that there's not a lot that, yeah. in the way of gameplay. It's kind of just like push forward with style. Um, yep. But it's <laughs> meant to it. be hella stylish. And um, yes. yeah, it's it's always been on my list. I, I think I have it installed on my Steam Deck just to like, you know, it's one of those games where I'm like, I'll get to it one day. Um, but no, it does look really rad. So yeah. Well, I think yeah. on the on the flight when you go to the US next, I think uh, you hmm. better knock it out. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Exactly right. Summer games, uh, baby. Uh, anything? Actually, no, Ralph. Let's let's go to you. I want to get maybe a couple minutes of your time, just about your experience with Redfall. We uh, oh. spoke long about James's experience or our experience last week, and um, yeah, good good yeah, write up by the way, James. Week. I enjoyed your <laughs> review. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Loved your loved your video as well. Thank you. It uh, it does feel like a million years ago that we played that fucking game, doesn't mm. it? <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Look, it's it's uh, very sad. I think. Um, it's just, uh, obviously, you cross the threshold as well where, you know, there's been so much coverage of a game and a, and a studio and a, and a platform. It just gets so beat up that you kind of feel bad talking about it any further and dunking on it anymore. And so that's definitely not my intention whenever I talk about the game. Even my video, I was like, my video, I sort of have a specific style of video that I generally do. But as I was playing through this game, I was like, this is so bad that I just feel I would feel bad if I tried to just cover this in the normal way and kind of like I don't know so I had a very different style very deadpan very much just like just look and you guys make up your own mind about this because I didn't want to go in too hard uh with too much editorializing over the top of a lot of the gameplay because I just felt kind of bad and sad about it you know it's just clearly arcane missed the mark by such a spectacular degree that you just wonder, like, what the fuck happened? Like, what what has gone on here in this studio for them to go from making some of the best games ever to one of the worst AAA releases in a long time? You know, it, it does sit alongside that kind of Anthem and Fallout 76 level of flop, you know? Um, and again, it's like, I, I think as well, like, you know, with, with like Anthem, we look at it and we're like, oh, Anthem, you know, you just want to sell us microtransaction skins and you want to sell us season passes. And, you know, with Fallout 76, it was also that. So I think we went into those games with our backup. With Redfall, I think we didn't have that approach going into it. We were like, I'm sure there's a bit of live service stuff to this. I'm sure that's a part of it. But I don't think that that game existed to make lots of money like those other games were. I don't think it was as cynically motivated, which, again, made it even harder to really... To, to see how bad it was, you know? Because you couldn't just be like, see, fuck you. This is what happens when you chase dollars. <laughs> it was just kind of like, oh, this is what happens when everything goes wrong all at once at a studio that you really love. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah very sad. Couldn't even bring myself to finish it. 
it is a ca catastrophe on every level. I'm genu genuinely stunned to see positive. And, and, I, and it's like, reviews are reviews. Their opinions, okay? Sure. But I'm so stunned to see people give this anything above a five. Anything above a five. I'm like, what? How? What? what which game did you play? Do you know what I mean? Uh, because it is so broken and so poorly designed on so many fronts that I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, so... Yeah, TLDR, Redfall's not very good. <laughs> Did you play on PC or on Series X? I played it on both, actually, to test it because I wanted okay. to experience... I, I did the majority of my playthrough on um, Series X just because I wanted to see what that console experience would be like for people. Um, I remember turning on... booting up the game and the motion blur is on by default. Did you guys play it on Xbox? Yeah. You did? Okay. Yep. The motion blur is on by default and it's just like you turn left and it's like that scene from the Simpsons where Homer's drunk or like, like um, Lisa's drunk at, uh, you know, Duff Gardens or whatever. And the Duff Gardens with like the swirling colour. Yeah. <laughs> that is what it is like to play Redfall with the default motion blur on. Uh, it it doesn't run terribly, but it runs bad enough that you're like, look, you know, you can't even mm. get this to solid 30. How the fuck are you going to get it to 60? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we talked about that prior to release, the idea of like 30 FPS isn't a killer as long as it's a solid 30 mm, FPS. Mm, you know, mm, if you can maintain that, it's will adapt to it, right? Totally. Um, but it can't even do that. No, no definitely yeah. not. Um, and that contrast becomes so stark with something like Tears of the Kingdom, which is, you know, we will talk about obviously, but that is 30 FPS and that is a good 30 FPS and it's, fine you know what i mean um i'm sure there'll be lots of people that will still lay into that game for its frame rate and its frame drops but i'm having here to, i'm here to tell you that i played a shit ton of that game and the frame rate holds <laughs> up you know uh so yeah um redfall yeah not 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 good <laughs> not good i do want to say if, just to leave a positive note on the end of this redfall discussion i guess like after your review i ended up going down a bit of a rabbit hole with your stuff like i watched your uh death loop review sure and I was like, cool, because I'd never checked out Deathloop, was mildly curious about where Arcane had been recently kind of thing. Yep. Uh, and then because of that video, I've ended up buying pre-Moon Crash. Oh, so I'm going to check that out for the first time. Yeah, Man, honestly, uh, uh, pre-Moon Crash, I think, it is, I think it is the pinnacle of the immersive sim genre. Uh, I think it combines those immersive sim elements with time loop elements, time loop elements. Mm. And the result is just like, there is no other game like it. It is so like sublime in its design and and it's 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 brilliant it's it's just it's so good so um yeah definitely you've played the original prey right i did i didn't love it okay. at the time okay. but granted like this was release i was a younger worse sure. game player at the time <laughs> sure, sure, sure. i mean i definitely recommend going back and playing prey first before moon crash because okay. a lot of it is based upon the systems that moon crash that uh, prey teaches you um and then it's like well how do we remix all of that and i think the, a lot of, some of the impact of moon crash is lost unless you see that remixing in action the comparison gotcha. you know what yeah. i mean but um, yeah, truly, uh, truly superb. So worth it. Um, and Deathloop as well. Like, and, and this is another thing I should say. I didn't like Deathloop, but I respected Deathloop. Like it's a, it's a, mm. it has a lot of ambition behind it. It has a very clear vision. It has many things that make it a great title in terms of like its presentation, its art, its music, its main characters, some of its locations. Like there's lots of things that really work in that game. And so even though I personally didn't like it, I still respect it a great deal. And uh, I mm. think... It, you know, Redfall is a very different category of of um of game. For yeah, sure. for sure. What do you think uh, Arcane Leon is going to do next after Deathloop? Because they didn't do uh, Redfall, but that was Austin. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I I can't see them not making like a Dishonored game. I really 
there's just so much so much demand for another Dishonored game. Everyone's always talking about it and it's a slam dunk and they've got Microsoft um, bankrolling them now. Whereas before, I think Bethesda might have said, no, make something with microtransactions. Now I think, you know, excuse me, um, you know, I think that team can be like to, to say to Phil, hey, we'd like to make a Dishonored game and Phil will be like, yes, I give you my blessing. Go with God, you know? <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I hope hopefully they're doing that, and then hopefully um, Arcane Austin can make Prey too, and then everything's great. <laughs> we're all we're back on it, man. <laughs> back on track. Exactly yeah. right. You know that that's it. But you guys, I, one thing I said in my review about Redfall is I don't think they should try and make this game any better. I think they should fix it to get it to the point where it's like it doesn't, it's not broken as broken as it is. But I don't mm-hmm. think they should do any further development on it. I think they should just call it and be like, this didn't work. Let's move on. Do you guys have any mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Like, do you think they should stick with it or what? I just don't know what you would improve other than technical mm. performance. Um, Cause like the, the art style is the art style. The writing is the writing, the systems, are the systems, those aren't, it, you know, like Phil said in that interview he did on kind of funny, like you can't delay systems. Like it, the game is the game. Um, and so, yeah, like I do think that, especially if you're going to be charging consumers like that extra 10 bucks for this one, absolutely make sure that when they're buying that product off the shelf, they're going to get a complete version of that product. Um, but in terms of the, the game, nah, like just let it rest. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm yeah, always I, like, I, surprised mm. at how long developers do stay with like bad games. Um, <laughs> uh, I like mean, it's admirable kind of, but like I mean, <laughs> Homefront, like the Revolution, for example, <laughs> like that game had like stunk on launch, but then it had like three different separate DLC like releases after that. Like they, yeah. you know, they gave that well, game I, a long life. I, I know that they those a lot of those things exist because they sell season passes at launch. And they're like contractually obligated to deliver those. Otherwise they have to issue refunds and they don't mm. want to have to go through the process of issuing refunds, right? So I think that would be part of it with... Um, with the, I don't actually know if Redfall had season say, pass. Does it have microtransactions? I haven't seen anything. It doesn't have microtransactions, no. But I don't no, know if it had season... Like, like, a, like actual... a deluxe edition that had DLC pre-sold. I don't think it did. Right. And I just, I personally hope that they just go, okay, cool. We tried something. It didn't work. You live and you learn and you move on. But Phil has said they plan to build out the game. I Look, he said a lot of things in that interview. I'm sure not 100% of them will hold. I personally hope that that is one of the things that doesn't hold. And they go, well, we've revisited this and we're, you know, blah, blah, blah. So but we'll see, I guess. I've got an interesting question for you. So I've read a lot of comments saying that uh, the Redfall launch has made people lose confidence in Starfield, for example. Yep. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't look. I, I've never been on the Starfield train of like, oh, Starfield's going to be sick. I've always been like, will it? Not, not that I think it's going to be bad, <laughs> but like, I mean. Like this Bethesda games we're talking about here, like I, I, we have to expect something very buggy, very not unfinished in a design sense, but certainly very unfinished in a technical sense. That's standard, you know. Um, so, and then there was obviously Fallout seventy six, which was it's like this own kind of category of cataclysm. Uh, so I've never really been on the oh Starfield's gonna be incredible. I've been on the like let's just wait and see. Um, I this didn't shake my faith in Starfield per se, but it did shake my faith in Microsoft's ability to oversee and deliver projects because it's like this is where they've lowered the bar to, you know, and 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 there has never been or not in recent memory that I can recall at least a first party Sony or a first party Nintendo game as bad as Redfall. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't think of one, right? 
because mm. they guarantee a level of quality. And it, people will say like, oh, Destruction All-Stars. It's like, well, Destruction All-Stars just kind of sucked. It was a bit mid, okay? It wasn't on this scale. And they'll say, well, The Last of Us PC port. I agree, sure. The PC port sucked, but you're also talking about it's a port of one of the greatest games ever made in many people's books. Uh, objectively, just a really fantastic game by many metrics. So I can't think of anything as bad as Redfall. And that gives me a lot of like pause about like, well, what's Microsoft doing? Phil spoke about that in the kind of funny interview where he's like, we did not provide enough support to Arcane during the process. Uh, we did not work with them early enough. And he did specifically say that they have worked with Bethesda um, Softworks with, you know, for Starfield. They work with them earlier. They provided them more support. So that's very encouraging. That's good. Um, but yeah, proof is in the pudding. And I think for things to go this badly with Redfall, it definitely shakes your confidence in Microsoft's overall ability to shepherd and deliver projects. Mm. No, yes, I, I, I kind of agree. I think the whole, uh, the uh, what's it called? Not Project Dark. What's that fucking remake? Perfect Dark. Oh, uh, yeah. The that, how oh. that's kind of played out, you know, and now Crystal Dy- Dynamics are on board and are they leading it maybe, possibly? Essentially, um, that's my understanding. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Um, but speaking of massive broken games, let's quickly, quickly, quickly talk about AFL 23. I know you're all very pumped to talk about sports and balls. That's what everyone's tuning I, in for. That is, that, yeah. that is it. That's what I've been most... That's the biggest release of the week in my life, personally. Well, when know? I said, so. I said, hey, do you want to be on the podcast this week? We're talking AFL 23. <laughs> I was like, mate, I'm not going to miss that. Of course I, I will. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we've... You've obviously seen the footage and that's pretty reflective of where the game launched. Um, absolutely fucked. Cooked. Um, some funny... on the box. That should be the <laughs> box quote. You know, you get those emails from the publisher and they're like, do you mind if we use this quote? Inverted in commas, absolutely fucked. Full stop. Cooked. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so like there were some funny bugs, like some funny stuff where like the the coaches have become the goal umpires and the field umpires are given like the the quarter time team talks instead of the coaches. Like there's some funny shit going on, but this game is an absolute disaster. And for the AFL, like they would be, I reckon they would be pretty furious and livid and um, that, you know, this is what, this is how their game is being represented, you know, in a digital kind of video game. Do you think they world, care? Like, I don't think FIFA gave two shits about how yeah. bad FIFA was. I don't think they cared in the slightest. They were like, did we get enough bribes for this? Yes or but no, FIFA we're good. Is, I think FIFA has a certain level of polish that's, that's never been this bad. Though. Like, it's never been like this. Um, and I feel like AFL games have a certain... It's kind of like what we're talking about pre-game. Oh, pre-game. Fucking uh, pre-potty. But you asked about like, you know, how many games, you, how many sales do you think this will get? I think there's a lot of just general players that will just go and pick this up because they're footy fans right and i think a lot of those people expect that 2k fifa level quality mm, kind of to a degree sure, you know? there's a lot sure. of people that that understand that this is not in the same financial um you know world as as, mm. as uh those games but um you know to launch like this it's pretty disappointing because every major like you know you seven news and you nine news and your fox footies like they've all jumped on board this you know even the buddy oh they have Batuta. no way it's got like mainstream coverage dunking yeah, on it, it no even way the Batuta, mate the big Batuta Batuta, well. yes <laughs> oh god i love it oh i want to see that i'm gonna google it um, right now. so yeah like and even like i was driving to work today and often 
uh, I listened to sports radio because I'm a nerd like that. And uh, they were talking about to one of the commentators who's actually in the game and he was just like, so how do you feel about AFL, you know, 23? And the guy's like, like, what do you mean? Like, he goes, you know, well, it's launched, you know, pretty, pretty terrible kind of, kind of state. Are you, are you embarrassed to have your, you know, yourself associated with this, with, 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 like, with this product? And he's like, mate, I was just, I'm not the coder. I don't know. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah, coder, so it's, it's, so cool. it's just getting crapped on. Um, but they oh, have, you know, God. credit to Big Ant, they have improved it uh, a little bit. Like it's, it's improved a decent amount. It's still fucked though. Like the game is still like fucked. Like tackling just did not work. Like even like so for the first few days you couldn't tackle anyone. Uh, like marking, like you could literally kick the ball and you could just stand your player because normally with with marking you're meant to uh, time it so you push triangle you know at the correct time right. You literally just have your player there. Don't even hold the button, uh, and the player will just mark it. Um, Is that not spoil. how it's meant to be? No, you okay, can't spoil. Right. <laughs> what does spoil mean? What spoil mean? So like when you like yeah. so the so the ball comes in and yeah. you go like the defender goes to like punch it away. Right, right, right. Uh, oh, you're like just spoiling a mark or something. Yeah. Okay. So Is that kind of the idea? Ba- right. Like basically it would just be a mark all the time. And the the goal kicking, so the set shot, they do not miss. <laughs> AI just does not miss. Like they could be right. the hardest shot on the ground and they just kick it every single time. So there's a lot of but then you got then you then you got like interchange benches like in the middle of the ground, which you know, which happened in like a creator mode and there's like there's missing mode. So this they when they did the launch trailer, they said that this pro team, which is basically ultimate team. Uh, is launching with the game. That's nowhere to be found. There's a. Wait, is, that, does this, is this going to have multi, like microtransactions like Ultimate Team? Is it? Absolutely. No not. way. Uh, oh, the balls um, on these people. And like people are frothing for it. Absolutely <laughs> frothing for it. Um, I'm not real. I'm not into Ultimate Team or that all that sort of stuff. Uh, but like online, you can only play with randoms. Like right now, you cannot play a game with a friend. So me and no um, way. Me and old mate from Press Start, we're, we're trying to play. And so we were on, on like Messenger being like, all right, we'll push the searching <laughs> match now. Um, That's so good. Oh, my uh, God. How yeah, embarrassing. Look, um, it needs a lot of work. you got to imagine that, a lot look, the, there's, the LZ dev scene is not huge. Like, it's growing, of course, especially the on, on, in the, um, on the indie side. And in, funnily enough, in Melbourne. But you got to imagine that most people who study game development don't want to make an AFL game as a project. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like maybe some of them enjoy AFL, but I'm sure that they want to work on other things than an AFL game. So it would be hard for Big Ant to recruit talent. And then obviously the budget for this is not going to be big because the demand for it is only domestic. Like, you know, you'll probably sell like three copies in the States to some random people who bought it by mistake because they mixed up NHL and AFL or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, and that's it. So tight budget, limited talent, uh, and you just do the best you can and then you shovel this out. It's, it's you know, it's pretty rough, obviously. I'm, I reckon, sure there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of factors that result in, that, that lead to this result. Because people already have a somewhat negative view on AFL games. Like, you know, oh, is it going to be a shooter's the last one kind of thing? Like... <laughs> Um, so this obviously has. You no, know, there was a last one. When was the last one? Uh, How often do they make these? 2019. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, I think I gave wow. it a six. Very, very generous <laughs> six. Um, no, but so just on the budget, when I went to the AFL launch event, uh, the CEO of, of Big Ant was like, "This is the most expensive uh, sports game made in Australia, like by a long way, like by like a long, 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 long way." Sure. Um, but it's it's but also yeah. what other sports games are we making in Australia? Like cricket, mate, it's big. 
What? We make a cricket game? Big Ant make so so here, here you'll love this. Big All Ant right. also have a cri- <laughs> Big Ant also have a cricket game that's coming out in like two weeks. No way! You're <laughs> yeah. kidding! Wow. Okay. Good on them for managing their product pri- pipeline so smartly. <laughs> so Jesus. yeah, because the CEO was over in uh, India, like doing stuff for Cricket Twenty Four, when all this like yeah, kind right. of yeah. Because you remember when you, know, you, you, yeah. you go on, you go. Oh well, you've obviously heard about like the all the delays and how there's no Xbox version at, at the moment. Have you heard no, about this? No. Oh. <laughs> so there's no Xbox version. Oh so the game God. was. Was coming out April thirteen, and then it got delayed because supposedly, or apparently, the Xbox copies were still in the fucking ocean somewhere, hadn't got through customs or whatever. PS four uh, or the PlayStation versions were still here, like they, like they were here in the retailers. They pushed it back uh, to to March uh, to May four, but then like a day before, like two or three days before the game came out, they were like, "Game is delayed," like pretty much indefinitely on Xbox, both retail and digital. Um, until like, you know, sometime in June kind of thing. Sure. So Xbox Because they'd players, have to they'd have to delay the digital as well, not to fuck over retailers. They'd have all the retail yeah. partnerships that they'd have to because do that for. This is the only country where it's sold physically. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So wow. do you guys Xbox remember when e- nothing. Do you remember when EA used to do the old rugby games? Remember those? Back in the day? They oh. did AFL game. Did you know that? EA did, did an AFL game. Yeah, I did AFL not 99. know that. Wow. I have no memory too. of that. The, the rugby games were good back in the time. Well, it's possible they were absolute trash, but because we had we didn't know any better, we were just like, "Yeah, hey, this is sick. I'm Jonah Lomu. Look at me go, you know? Um, that was a good but, game, actually. Jonah yeah, I think Jonah it was, Lomu's actually. Rugby, like, yeah. I played a shit ton of it, and I think it was pretty good. So. A bit like Shane Warne's cricket. And... There you go, mate. <laughs> didn't know there was that one either. Okay, fair enough. And this is the most Aussie video game podcast ever. We're fucking talking about <laughs> AFL, old Warney, rug, old rugby games back in the day, AFL 99. God, Batuta Advocate got a mention. Jesus Christ, come on. <laughs> oh, good. All right, cool. Uh, I'll, we'll talk more about AFL uh, in, the, in the coming weeks when it's in a more playable state. But, yeah, and there's more modes and fucking stuff because it's just... Yeah. When it works, yeah. Yeah, she's balked. All right, Ralphie boy, you have been playing The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom for review. How exciting. I have. I have, I have. Tell us about it. It's a motherfucking masterpiece. Uh, it's unbelievable. Like it's 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 it just it falls into that impossible category of games where it's like, how did human beings make this? How did they make it in five years? How is it this big? How can you pack this much into it? How can you have so many surprises? You know, you can't swing a cat without bumping into fifteen surprising things. Um, and then how do you get it running on a piece of hardware that's like, you know, like a, the equivalent of a Nokia 5110? And then how do you get the file size of this entire game down to 16 gigabytes? This game is 16 gigabytes large. Like that that's like magic. that's like the save file size of Jedi of Jedi Survivor. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like this. It's unbelievable. I mean, I am in the home stretch now. I'll be finishing it tomorrow. Um, ahead of the review and I'm at at least 55, 60 hours. 
Uh, most reviewers that I've spoken to are finishing it around the 70 to 80 hour mark. I've never spoken, I haven't spoken to a single person who's finished in less than 70 hours. Um, and those people are not beelining it per se, but they aren't taking their sweet time. I'll tell you that because I think we're all taking our sweet time at the start until we realized how fucking huge it was. And then we were like, yo, we better get a wriggle on. And then you just sort of start beelining it towards the back end after you've, you know, done some exploration. So, um, I look, it's, it's, I, I think it's just, it's incredible. And, um, you know, the, this is this is Breath of the Wild 2. Absolutely. And I think I had gone into it expecting something quite different. I actually did go into it expecting it to be to to Breath of the Wild what Majora's Mask was to Ocarina, taking the existing stuff but remixing it tonally and mechanically to produce something quite distinct, like quite distinctly different. Tears of the Kingdom is not that. It is very similar to Breath of the Wild. If you made Breath of the Wild like two and a half times larger and you expanded on every single one of its systems in major ways and you just packed it full of so much extra shit that is just like an overwhelming number of things to do and, and discover in that game... That is what that is what this is, and I and I think as well at the, at the beginning, like I was kind of like, eh, this is kind of just Breath of the Wild too, isn't it? And like that's that's a bit of a disappointment. But the more I played and the more I saw, I was just overawed by how much there was and how 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 dense it was, how surprising it consistently was, and um, yeah, and so by the end you can't but sort of like, you know, but buckle under the weight of it. You know what I mean? It's it's just it's like that. So um. Yeah, the, I'm sure some people are going to be like, oh, it's just DLC for Breath of the Wild. It's like, well, you're a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Like, this game is like 80 hours. I mean, show me the 80-hour DLC. Where is it? Do you know what I mean? Uh, this game is so unbelievably ambitious. It is huge. Um, it is just just massive, you know? It's, it's, it's yeah, as I said, it's overwhelming. So, having said that, there are some things that... I didn't love about it, obviously, um, as with all games, you know. Um, I think they didn't go far enough on some of the quality of life stuff. I think some parts of it are still a pain to have to endure. I still think they haven't nailed the weapon durability thing. Uh, it still feels too onerous too often. Uh, even the, the they've got a new system called Fuse where you can, like, combine... Um, like you, you can get a rock on the ground, for example, and fuse that with your sword and increases your sword's durability. Okay, sure. But even then, your, your weapons are still really fragile. Um, things like cooking. Still, you, ha you still have to go into your menu, get all the ingredients, hold all of them, leave your menu, put them in the pot. And then you want to make, you want to make the same thing again? Bad luck. There's no shortcut or anything. You have to select the same every time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, just, just things like that. <sighs> Things like that make, I think, just kind of wear you down a little bit. And they kind of like, oh, that could have been tidied up. But at the same time, the flip side to that is that it always feels like a very, um, how would you say it? Like a, it always feels very organic is not quite the right word. But the fact that you have to do those things manually really matters mm -hmm. in terms of the immersion of the experience. I understand why Nintendo did that. I personally don't love it because we already did so much of it in Breath of the Wild. I don't think we need to do more of it here, but I, I get what they're going for there. Um, 
so yeah and performance wise on the switch it definitely has some frame drops for sure no question at all and i think uh, when i did my preview i'm like I think this might be a problem because I had enough of them in my preview that I was like, mm, if this happens as often in the full playthrough, then I think there's this, there's a problem here, right? But they definitely did not happen as often in my full playthrough, right? It, it, it ran way better than I thought it would. So absolutely, there are frame drops for sure. I think the digital foundry analysis is going to be interesting, <laughs> but I don't expect that they're going to come out and say, oh, this is terrible and disappointing. I think they're going to say, it's pretty solid. And my personal perspective on it is it's just a miracle that this game can exist on the Nintendo Switch. This 10-year-old chipset, this thing that's like as thick as a notepad and we can carry it around in our pocket. Like that's the true story of the technology underpinning this game. It's not, oh, we have some frame drops on occasion. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, look, Nintendo man, I don't know. They just, it's it's... Not since Elden Ring have I felt so overawed by a video game and its scope, its ambition, what it's achieving. Uh, it really is in that same category, I think. And I, the comparisons to Elden Ring, uh, there's going to be a lot of them for a lot of reasons, which I won't spoil, actually. Because there's some things here, which <laughs> some very big things that haven't been revealed yet that are really going to surprise people. And that I think will naturally invite a lot of those Elden Ring comparisons as well. Um, so... Yeah, actually, one other thing I would say I don't love is the combat. I really think they the combat has not evolved at all, which is a bummer. I think they could have done a lot more with that. It's perfectly functional, um, but yeah. Actually, there's some other things I don't like as well, but to talk about those, we need to get into the spoiler territory, so I'd, I'd rather not. But uh, even the sum total of all of those gr those like minor grievances I have about it do not detract from the fact that this is just an absolutely remarkable experience. Playing through it this last week has just been incredible and um, it's very special. It's very, very special. So that's my... Very nice. How long was I speaking for then? 10 minutes? Was that a 10-minute thing? <laughs> Just clip that. That's my review, actually. That's my review done. I'm going to upload that to my channel. And that's it. Finger, that's fucking easy mode now. Done. Done. Uh, James, you have a few questions? Yeah. Like you're, a, you're a big Zelda fan? I do, I do. I'm curious about a couple of things. Um, now, obviously, I haven't seen the embargo in this, uh, so I don't know what you can and can't talk about here. Um, I'll just let you know, they have the coolest embargo. They say you can talk about anything you want. The only thing mm -hmm. is they say, please respect story spoilers. Don't show any cutscenes and don't show the final boss. That's it. That's oh, the whole embargo. Damn. I'm like, man, okay. that's like one of the best embargos I've ever seen, especially <laughs> from Nintendo. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's very, it's very chill. Okay, sweet. So I feel like a headline question that I feel like a lot of people are going to be coming to this game with is, did they add dungeons? So, okay, I guess we can do a spoiler warning here. I don't know how you want to approach this in the podcast. Oh, okay. So we're going to, we're venturing into that already. Well, look, it's, it's the only thing, the only reason I frame it that way is because I know what people are like with a game like this and they're so right. averse to anything being spoiled or discussed. Look, right? I'm very much that same way. Sure. Like I, I sort of, I'm, I'm with them on that. Um, I guess I'm just thinking, can we do like a broad overview of, do yeah. you think if, if players are coming to this looking for a more traditional dungeon experience, do you think they will get anything like that here? No. No, no, no. Interesting. No. Okay. Did, did that bother you at all? Like, are you someone who wanted uh, more more structure in this? Yeah, and I think that was one of those examples of the things that I was talking about. That's one of the examples of what I was talking about at the beginning, where I was like, oh, it's kind of like Breath of the Wild, isn't it? That's a bit of a bummer. And then I was like, well, they haven't really added that much to it, blah, blah, blah. But that's not at all correct, because the more you push yeah. into it, the more you see, the more you discover, the more you realize that they have added other things instead, and they have increased the density of all the things that were already there. 
and the complexity of those systems and those puzzles and whatever else as a result of that kind of building system and the new abilities that you have it's so much more it's just so much more okay so mm. okay. I, I i definitely look at the absence of those more traditional dungeons though as a disappointment and i and i really do believe it would have been possible for them to have their cake and eat it too here you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it would have been possible to do that but they chose not to and it's like okay that's their choice as artists to go down that route <laughs> that's fair enough you know and i mean we yeah. can't have everything that we want i would have liked it if they did um but as i said because i felt so well serviced by the other aspects of the game mm -hmm. i did not walk away thinking oh that's disappointing right i will yeah. say that i do think they've done some better work on the story front it did the the, the nature of the quest that i was on and mm -hmm. the way it was told and the characters around me did feel better this time around that was um, going to be my next question. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I thought the breath of the wild story was, it was fine. It was functional, but, yes. it was, but also because of the way it was told, right. You were very disconnected from the majority of the emotional thrust of it. Um, mm. Does tears of the kingdom give you more of an investment? I think you are similarly distant from events. It's like okay. events are happening away from you in different ways, which I won't spoil. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you are just this guy walking around climbing mountains, you know what I mean? While all that's happening. <laughs> so that doesn't yeah. change, but I do think the story that is told is more powerful. And some mm -hmm. of the ways that that story manifests in your journey, I think are very powerful and very surprising and whatever else. But but I do think at a, at a high level, if you didn't like Breath of the Wild, I don't think this solves any of the the problems that you might have had with it i don't mm -hmm. think things like the quality of life stuff it's the same things like oh there's so much walking around there's still a hell of a lot of walking around trust me uh things like the um you know um the dungeon stuff it's the same mm -hmm. things like the, the approach to storytelling it's broadly the same right so you are looking at a similar game in many aspects and i would say I would say something like, let's say like God of War Ragnarok, right? If you didn't like God of War 2018, would you like Ragnarok? No. But if you like that, Ragnarok is a better version in many aspects than what 2018 was. And so mm -hmm. you're going to love it, right? I would say the difference here is that God of War Ragnarok was a concluding chapter in a saga. Its main deliverable was the story, the characters, that, that, the conclusion of that story. Breath, uh, Tears of the Kingdom's main deliverable is a world that is two and a half times bigger and two and a half times more dense and so much more interesting in terms of its puzzles and gameplay systems. So mm -hmm. that is what it's offering, but that still okay. feels like an evolution of Breath of the Wild rather than being this whole whole new thing. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. All right, three more. Just, okay, one rapid fire one. Sure. Are there shrines? Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> there's a lot Excellent. of shrines. Sweet. But, Good but, stuff. But the difference, interrupt you, sorry, is that like there's no, a lot more stuff out in the world now as well. I think the shrines really yeah. soaked up a lot of what might have been in the world. And now mm -hmm. there's in fact more puzzles and more things to do in the world then there are shrines to complete by far. So, yeah. Excellent. Good, good, good. Uh, the fuse mechanic stuff, yeah. so this idea of like building things out in the world and whatnot, do you feel that they take it far enough? Like, do, do you think it's beyond just a, a gimmick here? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, shrines will very often. A fuse is one thing; is just your weapon and your shield, by the way. And then the yeah, ultra the, build the, is the building stuff. Yes, the hand thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. do they take that far enough? Absolutely. Uh, it is, Sweet. you know, it is in every shrine you're going to be using those sorts of abilities. 
in the actual sort of you know dungeon style things the temples that you do you will be using those when you're out in the open world so often you will just be able to build something because you feel like it and you're like well there's a big field here and i need to get over there hey i've got some materials here i'll build a car and so you build a car and off you go you know what i mean um so whether it's general exploration whether it's on that main storyline excuse me in the in the temples or what have you whether it's in shrines anything in any part of the game those systems are front and center. They are absolutely not. Um, they are not gimmicks. They are not gimmicks yeah, at all. Excellent. Last one is just like more of a heady overarching question. But like what I really liked about Breath of the Wild was that it had a like a nice melancholy to it. Like mm. just wandering that world. There was a good sense of downtime in between shit yeah, to do. Yeah. Um, I know that you've said they've obviously expanded this world and like filled it up a lot more. Does the game still manage to give you quiet time to kind of let Link just be in that environment? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Good. And um, and I won't spoil, but there is definitely something that takes that experience to the next level. That feeling that you're talking about, mm-hmm. there is a major component of the game which really elevates that a lot. And I think it's going to be, it will be the thing that pushes this over the top for many people and really makes people go, wow, okay, yeah, right. Now I, this is, this is why this is so special. Uh, again, not wanting to spoil it for anyone, but when you discover it for yourself, you will be very happy. Very happy. I got one question, and you kind of touched on it. Um, I was going to use the God of War example, but do you? You might not might not even be able to answer this yet. But do you think this is a better game than Breath of the Wild? Because you said oh, you know, it's very it's very similar. It's no question. It's just it's just absolutely okay. no question. Yeah, you know, in every in every aspect, as because as I said, you have everything that Breath of the Wild provided already here. Like it's already it's all still here, right? Right down to the geography of the landscape. Very often, right. Uh, but then you just have so much more, so much more. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it's unquestionably better. And I'd be very interested to hear anyone say otherwise. I think that there might be some people who say, I've already experienced a lot of what this has to offer and I'm not up for more of it, which I think is fair because Breath of the Wild, you know, you could have spent a lot of hours in that game. You can spend 50, 100, 200 hours in that game. And if you were just doing it for completion's sake, because you're one of those people that like, oh, I need to get all the things, you weren't doing it out of love, but you were doing it out of like ticking boxes, then you might come to this and think, oh, here we go again, right? But if you were playing those 200 hours because you love just being in that world, then this is just, you know, like knock your socks off, man. No question about that. So. Cool. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's going to be very interesting to see people's reactions to it. I, yeah, I don't think it's, it's just, it's very good. <laughs> it's very, very good. It's, 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 it, it almost feels unfair how good it is. Cause again, we, we talk about like, we always like, it's like, how do it's the, the thing that I said at the start, right? It's like, how do they do this? Like how, how we, is that the narrative always is game development, triple A games, the industry is, is broken and it's impossible to make a game. And we have dud after dud, broken games, unfinished, terrible ports, fucking what we have all this shit going on and there's like well how and nintendo's like well how about we just give you this like perfect game that you can run on a handheld you know what i mean it's that and it's like how are they able to do this when it as i said it just feels unfair i know obviously they just have mountains of money i'm sure they spent hundreds of well, I don't know, hundreds of millions but like a lot of money on this game certainly more than your average triple a game sure but i think there is a commitment to quality here that nintendo 
has just safeguarded ever since that Nintendo seal existed back in the day. Like it's still part of the company's ethos and you can absolutely see it on display here in Tears of the Kingdom. It really does feel like a cut above what so much of this industry is currently <coughs> offering for sure. Alrighty. So <laughs> big question. Mm. Are we score wise? I know you love your scores. Are we yeah. feeling <laughs> a big double digit 10? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I just, much. yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I can't understand what else you might want out of a video game. It's like, it's just, I want to give this to people who like, I want to give this to my family who are like casual gamers. Like I have some brothers that are hardcore gamers and I have one brother that's like a casual gamer. I want to give him a copy of this just to be like, please just play this because it's so <laughs> special that, you know, you, everyone should try and experience it, you know? And I think it's the kind of thing you can't quite do with Elden Ring because Elden Ring is very intimidating. It's this thing. But I, what I think part of the genius of this game is it's so many of those same vibes and feelings that you would get playing Elden Ring, that discovery, that surprise, that adventure, whatever. But it's so much more accessible for so many more people, you know? And um, yeah, I just, it's when you really love a game, you want to share it with people. And I really want to share this with as many people as possible. I would just love to be able to give the gift of Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> to friends and family because I would feel so happy if they got the chance to experience it because of, you know, because of, of me giving it to them or whatever. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, 10. Let's just lock it in. It's a 10 for sure. Very nice. Do you think any other game will come close in terms of uh, Game of the Year season? Um, well, like, Or do you think this is an easy, easy win for Nintendo? It's... it's yeah, it's. I mean, I look. Having played Final Fantasy sixteen, I think Final Fantasy sixteen is going to be a great game. I really do. I'm really excited for it. At the same time, it's not trying to be anywhere near as ambitious as this is. So, um, no, I, I, and or Starfield, obviously. But look, as I've said at the start, I, you know, I just <laughs> we'll think see. there's. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I just think we're with Starfield. I think we're in for fallout slash skyrim in space which i think is going to be wonderful on many levels but i don't think it's going to be much more than that and if that's what it is then that's certainly not going to knock off tears of the kingdom i don't think right uh the only other thing i would say that might edge it not edge it i don't think it will but another game in the conversation i think resident evil 4 remake i think that mm -hmm. was just absolutely superb i know a lot of people won't count that because it's a remake but I just uh, think they that... They can grow up. Yes. <laughs> I don't agree with that take personally because I think it was such a profound glow up, so to speak. Mm. But um, I think that game was essentially like perfect. I think Resident Evil 4 Remake was essentially perfect. So, you know, in terms of game of the year running, um, I definitely anticipate quite a few people will give that nod to Resident Evil 4. But I do suspect that most people will give it to Tears of the Kingdom. That's my, like, that's my, that's my mm. guess at this point. Yeah, because I mean, like, I've never played the Zelda games, and it just it has never played a Zelda game. game. Nah, sorry, bro. Bro, you're playing thing. AFL games, but you're not playing a <laughs> Zelda game. What the hell's going on? Come on now. Uh, oh my it's, god, it's a Melbourne thing. Um, <laughs> um, no, so it just kind of has that feeling of Elden Ring, you know, like you know when everyone played Elden Ring and just kind of, you know, lost their mm. lost their load over it. Um, you just kind of got that feeling that this was going to win game of the year. Like he just, you just knew yeah. that this was, unless God of War did something special, but it was, <laughs> it was going to be just more, of more God of War than, you know, yes. uh, yeah, I can't but, get that feeling here that like, I can't yeah. see any game that's going to really tip that narrative um, any other way. 
yeah and i think as well that comparison to elden ring as i said it's going to it's going to come up a lot because i think that fundamentally breath of the wild and elden ring were very different experiences i because i think that breath of the wild was about space and the exploration of space but i don't think i think tears of the kingdom is fundamentally different to that because of how dense it now is I, I think it's more about this massive puzzle box world that you're moving through and how surprising it is all the time. And I think that's the quality that defined Elden Ring. Like you just, you round a bend and you're like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? <laughs> that constantly happened. With Breath of the Wild, it wasn't quite Same in AFL like as that. Well. <laughs> say, absolutely the same, right? <laughs> um, Breath of the Wild wasn't quite right like that, but Tears of the Kingdom is because of just how much they've packed into this world. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very nice. Well, we look forward to reading your review and checking out your video review on your channel. Uh, let's you. talk about the kind of funny Phil Spencer discussion uh, interview. Uh, I haven't seen it all, so I'm probably going to be the least, uh, you know, the not as much into this as you two because you guys have watched it all. But uh, what did you, James, so just give us a quick overview of what mm. this was. Yeah, so he jumped on the uh, kind of funny, was it Xcast? I'm, I'm not sure of the name yeah. of their little Xbox show. Um, but yeah, to talk about the reception to Redfall, um, which was, I think, a very honest move on, on his part, right? Is that he got on there for a solid, I think it's like 44 minutes, and just fielded questions about um, Redfall's development, the reception to it, Microsoft and Xbox's role in how that game came about being, and obviously Xbox's evolving relationship with its audience and their sort of commitments to what they are trying to bring to to those game players uh looking ahead in the future i think it was um you know we talked briefly about this before we jumped on the on the mic tonight but like you know ralph you said it's a very human kind of interview mm. and, I, and i do think it is like he is he sounds pretty starkly defeated by this yeah, entire experience it it's quite a humbling thing to hear like even if look if this is mark like and look yes obviously this is marketing to a certain extent he is very good at what he does, though. He is very good at putting that human face on this, at, you know, sort of making, reminding you that there are people behind these these products and whatnot. Mm. Um, there is definitely quite a few claims in there. There's a, there's a lot going on in terms of what he talks about. It's audacious at times, I think. Um, but I do at least admire that they're out there talking about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I was definitely taken aback by how broken... Uh, Phil looked during that interview and how he sounded. He even sort of said something like, oh, you know, if there's, you know, many, many more knocks against me, maybe someone else will be in this, in this yeah. gig, you know, like kind of very mm. much like, oh, wow, you're feeling that down and you're kind of like wondering if that's the end. And I, and I would imagine it'd be so heartbreaking because there have been so many runs on the board for Xbox lately. You know, I mean, just earlier this year, you had Hi-Fi Rush, which was fantastic. Um, and then last year you had Pentiment and um, Grounded, which... Very small games, obviously, but critically acclaimed. They did very well for themselves. Mm. And I think the year before that, they won like Publisher of the Year Award on Metacritic or something uh, because they had, you know, Forza and they had Halo, which was still in its sort of like honeymoon period, as well as some other things I can't remember. But, you know, there's been some good solid wins over the last little while. But the problem with Redfall, it was so bad that it kind of like, it just speaks to, it just, it just, makes you almost like forget about all those other things but it's like well if, if this is where we're at then like what what the hell man you know what i mean so i think it would have been very he was crestfallen i think because of just you know how quickly the wind of the, out of the sails you know disappeared um 
And yeah, look, I think as well, a lot of people say Phil is phony Phil or whatever. It's all just like, he doesn't care. He just care about money. He's just CEO or whatever. I don't believe that about Phil Spencer. I think he likes video games. I think he cares about this industry. I think he cares about the people. Um, as I said to you pre-show, I don't think Bobby Kotick is a fuck about video games. You know what I mean? I don't think most of the CEOs do. Uh, they're just vehicles that make money for them. And if they could sell those video game businesses and buy a different type of business that makes more money then they would, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I think Phil Spencer really cares about video games. I, you, you kind of see that. And I'm glad that he's leading Xbox. And I'd be, I'd actually be very sad if Phil was not, you know, not in that position anymore because I think he still has a, I, I really believe in his vision that he has put forward. Um, and I would like to see him, you know, be able to execute on that. Are you concerned about the, where's, where's the big win coming? Yeah. And, uh, and I mean that in terms of first party win, like, uh, Halo kind of launched to, you know, wasn't great. Um, are they, are they, are they still missing stuff? I can't remember now. What, what do they, I don't From that promised so, lineup. Yeah. From when Halo came out or something like that. Oh, Halo itself. I'm not sure. Uh, they like split screen co-op, for example, like they just can that. And yeah, there's like the, the whole, right, yeah, the yeah. multiplayer side of it is essentially dead. Like it's just on life support kind of thing. And yeah. yeah so, I mean, that story is just an ongoing kind of disappointment. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, and, then, and now we're looking at Redfall. And then as we kind of talked about, like you got Perfect Dark, which has been this, you know, talked up big studio yeah. that they've got with all this big talent. And, you know, mm. they've had to call in Crystal Dynamics, for, for example, which who did... Marvel's Avengers, which got <laughs> blasted itself. Mm. So, but they but oh, yeah. they also did Tomb Raider series before that, you know, like which is quite critically acclaimed. Yeah. But also, yeah, I know what you mean. I don't think it had a lot of cultural cash for sure. It's just weird that they've got they you know they talked up this big studio that they've formed and what's it called the co no not the coalition the initiative, the initiative yes. Um, and we've still got nothing from them, and all these yeah. studios that, that they've bought, there's just nothing from them really. Like this is their first big thing. Re- yeah. Uh, that they've acquired that stinks think... <laughs> <laughs> it really does but i think it's also important to recognize how long the average triple a dev cycle now is and mm. we're talking it's five to six years to make a triple a game right and how long ago did phil announce this big push to buy all these studios less than five years ago right so, you know, we know there's stuff like Avowed on the way and Perfect Dark's are a different kettle of fish. We know Fable's on the way. I, we suspect Everwild is pretty much dead. Um, you know, obviously Forza keeps turning out things. We know Hellblade's on the way. Um, and, you know, we is know it? there's going to be other surprises. Say again, sorry? Hmm. Well, I feel like Hellblade's been in such a quiet, like, it, it was coming and then it's just... Sure. I, I always get the impression it's quietly confident though. Yeah, that's um, right. Like I, I think that studio knows exactly what they're doing. I, th- I think that'll probably go the way of like your, your Pentiments and whatnot where like that'll be yep. critically acclaimed. It'll land with a a, a smaller group of people. Yes. Um, but it definitely is like, it will be a notch in their belt. Like it's one of the reasons I wanted to get an Xbox. So Yeah. I, I feel but like I, you may have spoken about it before, but Dragon, there maybe their uh, scaling up Hellblade a little bit to make it their big first party like like a big first party title to sort of compete with not sort of to compete with like the last of us but to kind of be on that scale a little bit like cinematic game yeah Uh, i maybe i just my suspicion would be that dev team the nature of that game if i was corporate i wouldn't want to fuck with that team 
I would just let mm. them do it. Like it's a very emotionally driven game. It's about psychological trauma. It's got a thing going on. And you don't think, well, what about some skins? Like you don't do that. You just yeah. like let's stand back and let them do what it. What if she so. had a daughter character? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a small robot that she spoke to regularly, you know? Uh, no, exactly. I, I don't think they do that. Maybe they are upping the production value. You're right, maybe. But uh, I don't think that they would try and mess with that team's core vision because I think that team, you know, like you know, James mm. said, they just know what they're doing. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I what just feel think? like, um, oh, sorry. like, like he was talking about Everwild, you know, Everwild's gone. We had Scalebound. I just God, feel like there's yeah. just been, mm. what's feel, I mean, apart from Game Pass and making a whole lot of money, like in terms of <laughs> game output, I feel like Phil's not had a great record. Well, and in, I just and in think saying that, Jim Ryan's an absolute knob. But um. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I think Jim Ryan is an extremely effective businessman and Absolutely. he is crushing it. And so while he may not have a good on-camera persona, he may not be very good for a beer. I think his uh, track record thus far has been very, very strong. But I also think we need to look at like, you know, what's been happening with it. Because everyone say, oh, where's the wins? It's like, well, okay, sure. Okay, like... Forza, first of all, that's a really big deal. That was a really, yeah, truly yeah. spectacular game. Microsoft Flight Simulator. We don't talk about it in our world, but that's a really big deal. You know, like that was a extremely highly rated title and it fills its niche perfectly. Everyone's very happy with it. Um, there was Hi-Fi Rush, which is huge. Uh, you know, Grounded and Pentiment, both critical darlings. Uh, my, the Minecraft Dungeons game has found a really strong audience because people like playing it with their kids. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and Minecraft Legends, again, met a mixed reception, but, you know, people who are into Minecraft, they, they love it. <laughs> um, so, like, there are things to point to. There is a good string of, you know, success, but it's not the success that people want a, in terms it's of not a big it's not a go- it's not a god of war for sure yeah. it's not a red dead mm. 2 it's not that kind of game of the year contender system seller you're right phil yeah. spencer phil spencer has not produced a system seller during his tenure except for quantum and- breaks Second, second quantum, quantum break, break obviously <laughs> uh but even gears 5 was good can i say that was a good game ori and the blind forest that was a fantastic mm. game so look there's there's quite a few things here that you'd point to and say the good games, but there is definitely that broader narrative of where's your system seller, where's your game of the year, and until Xbox has that, they're always gonna. F- I think Xbox fans are always gonna have this insecurity, this kind of like mm-hmm. you know, um, this kind of inferiority complex almost, where it feels like they're playing, <laughs> you know, catch up or they're 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 you know they've got the the worst of the, the machines and, the bronze machine yeah you know, and i think as well like you see i think because we see console warriors a lot and i definitely think that xbox fans are the most combative that i see across the three fandoms because i feel like they're constantly pushed into a corner and they kind of feel like they need to defend their platform because everyone's taking a dump on it all the time you know what <laughs> i mean uh so i get why they're in fight mode all the time it makes sense um look mm. hopefully starfield really slaps Hopefully, Fable is incredible. Hopefully, Avowed is amazing. Hopefully, all of these... Hopefully, we get Fallout New Vegas 2 from Obsidian and we get Dishonored and Prey 2 from Thingo. Hopefully, it just it starts kicking. But I know everyone's been saying that for the last few years. Like, oh, next year's Xbox big year and it just never keeps happening. So, yeah, I don't know, man. They've been taking like a running start for like four years. Yeah, you know, it's, they have. They have. Yeah. Well, there's two, and, um, two titles I'm keen on. That's the Indiana Jones one from uh, Machine Games. 
Okay. All right. No, I mean, like, it's so early. Like, what machine games? The yeah, guys no, who yeah, made Wolfenstein yeah. are going to make a great Indiana Jones game? I don't know about that one. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> well, they can do you know Nazis. I mean? It's, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, that's true. And I think it's called Contraband. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all mm. we've seen for that one is like a fucking Steely <laughs> Dan <laughs> FMV. It, do you know that's what I mean? All, that's all we, that's that's all all we got. Thought oh, Tastes get me excited, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah. Mm. Cool. The only there's only one thing in that interview that I really think that it was odd that it was let slide is that he mentions the 60 frames a second marketing and like oh we released the clip to IGN and like we we sort of knew it wasn't going to be 60 yes. Yes. when we marketed it as 60 and I was like how is no one like I feel like of all the things he said that's the one that I would make a headline out of kind of be like yo like I understand that like there is a certain level of deception in all marketing, right? It is the nature of marketing. Like I think that to outright admit that you were just like, oh yeah, we just lied. No, um, to be clear though, what he was actually saying then was that they were showcasing 60 FPS PC footage when they knew that the console wasn't right. going to hit that and was only going to hit gotcha. 30. So it wasn't like, okay. but you're right. It was sort of like a lie by omission, omission which, he, yeah, exactly. which he acknowledged. Yeah. And he's like, we should have been more transparent about that. And it's like, well, yeah, you yeah. should have. And I do agree with mm. you. People should have slapped him harder on that. Uh, but mm. I guess it was also a case of there were so many other things that he said that attracted know, all this. Yeah. There was kind of like, that was almost the least of it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, but that's why I kind of call it audacious at times because I, I do like, and I do respect the transparency, right? Like to, to the point where you kind of make yourself look like a bit of a dick sometimes. Like I think that level of openness is welcome to me in this space, right? I think it, it's good to to have that honesty there. Um, but yeah, just an, an interesting assortment of quotes came out of that thing. Oh yeah, big time. But I think the big one was the, the whole idea because he said something like, you know, there's this idea that if we just focus on great games, that mm. things will turn around. And everyone was like, well, clearly Phil Spencer is saying that he great games don't matter. It's like, no, that's not what he was saying. He was mm -hmm. saying that, you know, the markets, the market, Nintendo and Sony are very entrenched. And if Xbox just pumped out really good games and that's all they did, that's not going to be enough for them to disrupt that market. They also need to focus on things like Game Pass. They need to focus on xCloud, their Play Anywhere strategy, you know, all that sort of shit because they can't rely on just selling more consoles than the other than the other teams, you know. Mm -hmm. That was his point. It's a very fair point. Phil has always been talking yeah. about how games matter. To suggest that he wasn't, I think, is you know, all those headlines this week and all the commentary. Yeah, was very that's disingenuous. super disingenuous. Because, like, you know, I was nodding along quite a bit when he was talking about that stuff about, like, you know, it's not about doing what the blue guys do. You yeah. know, like, I, I think that he definitely understands that. And, like, that talk about losing the most important generation because we've all got our digital libraries already yeah. entrenched on the PlayStation now, right? So you're not just going to pick up an Xbox. Um, it does sound to me like a company that's running in, like, seven different directions at once. Um, and if any, if they didn't have Microsoft money behind that, that would mm, be a concern. True. But I guess if you you've got this many resources to burn like you might be able to eventually build to this but it, everything to me always sounds like with xbox it's like it's going to be another four or five years before we see their true vision sort of come to life yep. and that's that's fine you know for me i'm a playstation game i don't really give a shit right do what you need to do um but i do wonder how like the average xbox owner feels having them sort of be like yeah we're still building our vision out um mm. we're, we're given that we're this many years into the console generation already yeah, I mean, I personally use Xboxes, connect with e Xboxes ecosystem very regularly. Okay. Whereas Xbox One, I didn't touch that fucking thing. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm on <laughs> yeah. PC and so I'm using their Xbox launcher. I'm using Game Pass. I have used xCloud in the past for various reasons when I want to quickly test something in a game without having to install it. 
Um, right. Does you it know, like, work well? Yeah, is it, it, is it, it does. Right? It does. It, again, okay. you wouldn't play a Twitch shooter on it, but if you wanted yeah. to just play, you know, like a whatever, like action, a platform or something, sure, absolutely. But I was only ever using it to like test things out rather than do full playthroughs of things. Like yeah, Yakuza, gotcha. for example, perfect on mm-hmm. xCloud, you know? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I connect with this ecosystem. Whereas Xbox One, no chance. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever look at it. You know, there's nothing to play, no, nothing to do. I think mm-hmm. that the movement that they've made to PC parity is huge, uh, and I think all the other things. Game Pass obviously completely upended the industry. This is a whole mm-hmm. different approach to the way we talk about and, uh, video games and trialing them or whatever. Um, yeah, that's. I think I really buy into many of the things that Phil Spencer has been responsible for. Cool. Very nice. Uh, I don't think there's any other. Is there much other news that we want to talk about? Probably not. No, nah, really, it was so. just the AFL stuff, really. Then you already covered <laughs> that, that earlier. Point. So yeah, AFL. As long as we cover the AFL stuff, that's what people. You sure you don't want to chat about it again? Top or? of the show billing, right there. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the thumbnail. Um, the AFL story. <clears throat> that's it. All right. Well, let's quickly go to the off topics, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap the whole thing up. The nineties film of the week. Um, 90s film of the week. I'm going to go, going to kick it off with 90s film of the week. Jordan, you can throw in the intro. And this is, I kind of got this uh, thanks to Nathan and Flubber last week. So I'm going to go with a 1997 film called Mouse Hunt. Mouse Hunt? Does anyone yeah, remember that? Sure. I've nah. never heard of this ever. <laughs> I went and saw this for my birthday when I was like, when did it come out? <laughs> I was 10, 10 years old. It's got I Nathan the, Lane in it. Okay. Went, went to the movies. Uh, and saw Mouse Hunt. It's a um, so the little uh, blurb here is a pair of brothers inherits a huge luxurious mansion all to themselves. However, a stubborn mouse who lives there is determined to continue to do so regardless of their wishes. It's got forty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> uh, Stan, you can watch it on uh, on Stan, or you can rent it from YouTube and Prime. Uh, and it's got big uh, Christopher Walken. No way. Yeah, yeah mate. <laughs> There we can go. You, That's a reason to tune in on its own. Give us your your, your best. No, Christopher I'm not Walken. doing that. No, 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 no. Forget it. No one needs to hear anyone's Christopher Walken impersonation. Okay, uh, it should be illegal to do them. It's got uh, Vicky Lewis and uh, James. Aren't you a big fan of her? Vicky Lewis. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even heard that name before. No, you probably haven't. Uh, and it's also got Maury. <laughs> you just made it up. <laughs> Maury Shaken. Vicky Lewis. I'm looking at this person. I don't think I've ever seen her face. Her anything. name is. April Smuts in the film, so yeah, she's she's in Godzilla, mate. How is she? Oh, oh yeah. well, the first we one, go. the first one. Oh, you know the one. Well, you mean back in the old, back in the day, like the nineteen fifty four one with Big Puff Daddy, mate. <laughs> the Puff Daddy one. Okay, <laughs> right. Good. <laughs> that was the first one. <laughs> the first Hollywood one. Uh, Take that, Japan. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, uh, God. All right, cool. Uh, anybody want to share anything else that they've watched or listened to uh, in, the, in the past um, week? Or I've so? been listening to a lot of Don Brocco since Good the show, man. but that's pretty much all I've had time for. Any any new songs that have caught your caught your ears? Uh, not yet, as such. Um, just I mean, pretty much as soon as I hear something I heard in that show, I'm like, oh yeah, the fucking this one. <laughs> um, so that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Cool. Ralph, you watched any? You watched any good movies Mate, lately? I've been doing nothing but playing Zelda for like the last week, and then before that, I good played man. Redfall, and before that, Jedi. I feel like Dead all on. I am is I am just video games. Like ninety percent of my body right now is video games. I need a good purge after this. I need a break, so I'm looking forward to a bit of downtime before Diablo actually, and actually like taking some other culture, Have taking you actually, some other mediums. 
I don't think you have, but you haven't finished The Last of Us, correct? The TV no, show? I have not finished The Last yeah. of Us TV show because I've been so busy. Oh. So, yeah, like I just, again, I... I've just been, I feel like I've been working for like three months straight. Do you know what I mean? I, I remember when I used the sh- actually, that's a lie. I am watching one show at the moment, Succession. That's it. That's the only oh, thing I make time for <laughs> because I'm like, okay, everything else, food and everything else can wait. Mm-hmm. Succession is on. Uh, so other than that though, nothing else. Cool. Very nice. Uh, James, you, you haven't been watching anything apart from Succession, I guess? Just Succession. Though I haven't seen this week. I was going to watch it last night, but I got fucking too tired. That's my life now. <laughs> that is what it happens, isn't it? Yep. Uh, well, I watched episode three of From and that was, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is From? What is From? From is a show on Stan and it's about a community of people that are trapped in this town, basically. So um, every now and again, round like random people rock up to this uh, town. So the show basically starts with this family, like basically going in circles through like through the town, and they can't seem to leave the town. And then it turns out that they can't leave. And then at night, these like vampire thingies come out and try and kill kill people, and they got to stay inside and whatnot. Okay, is it right? It's okay. It's okay. okay. It's interesting enough that it's keeping me hooked for the moment, but I'm not like, fuck yeah, new Froms out, got to watch it. Uh, did you ever see yeah. Wayward Pines? No. Mate, big Matt Dillon, no. absolute beast Matt himself. Um, well, in that case, you haven't seen it, then that's the end of that. Uh, so <laughs> I think we good should, shot. that's a good spot to wrap it up, Matt Dillon. Yep. Uh, Matt, yeah. Actually, what, what yeah. films has Matt Dillon done? <laughs> is that the point well, that's where we're finishing the podcast let's google matt dylan films <laughs> matt dylan here we go give uh, us your best matt dylan film uh let's have a look wait oh, i think let's have a look oh wait oh this guy i was thinking of someone else so I, now this is matt dylan is it okay fair enough it's got to be crash Ooh, he, i reckon he's, yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing anything really, to be honest. <laughs> not seeing much here. No, I don't remember that. Is that Wild Things? No, that was no. Well, that's, Wild that's Things. When, that's when Kevin gets his bacon out. We, we didn't <sighs> even talk about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good film. Uh, oh, Wild Things. You mean The Wild Things? I thought, okay, so it's actually that old original Wild Things movie. Sure, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's a classic. <laughs> In and Out, that's great. That was fantastic. I love that one. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's I'm going to throw a, a curveball your way and go Herbie Fully Loaded. <laughs> All right, that is a curveball. So no one else has seen Crash? No. I have not seen Crash. That is definitely on my bucket list. Was that the Oscar upset movie? Yeah, bloody oath, mate. Yeah. It's got our mate Brendan Fraser in it. Yep. I've heard it's very, very good. Gee whiz, mate. Mate, you have not played a Zelda game. Don't give me that, okay? I'm sorry, but you've just lost all moral high ground on that one, okay? Okay. Get it. A question for you, though, before we end. We ask all the guests this question. Uh, You're the second person, but um, have you seen Goodwill Hunting? Oh, no, never heard of it. Please tell me. I've never heard of that film. Mel Streep's in it. Oh, is she? Okay, I love her. I will, I will, yeah. I will look it up. Okay, that sounds Excellent. great. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. You can check out all the content on www.wellhyphenplay.com.au. Ralph's uh, Legend of Zelda review will be up. Uh, and maybe some other stuff. Maybe James will finally put up that Last of Us piece. For now. Oh, <laughs> no. fuck off. Is no. <laughs> you saying The Last I mean, of Us is bad? 
No, no, no. I we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Actually, you might. I think you'll enjoy this piece. Oh uh, no, maybe you won't because you haven't seen the show yet. But anyway. Oh right, I said it's um, about the TV show. Sure, but you, sure. you've played part two, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then <laughs> then, then you'll be fine with this piece, Eric. Okay. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Ralph, thank you. A pleasure as always. Pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. I always appreciate it. So it's always a good time. James. Yep. See you next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. We will see you next week. Have a good weekend. Cool. Bye.